are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Welcome to another episode of Motivated Mama Podcast with me, your host, Sydney Ross, the Motivated Mama. Today, we're going to be discussing the fourth trimester, um, better known as postpartum. Um, So this is a topic that many have reached out to me about and that I know personally is not discussed enough. There is not enough resources for us as women and men too um, when it comes to postpartum and the fourth trimester. It's just one of those things where everybody focuses on the pregnancy, everybody's excited when you have the baby, and then it's like everybody forgets about you after that. And now it's all about the baby and then not necessarily about you. But this is a very, very sensitive and vital time um, for women once they've given birth. So me being me, I did a lot of research when it comes to postpartum, postpartum depression. And I even reached out to a lot of my followers and people through Facebook and social media, other social media outlets to see what it was that they felt like they could have had um, to help them during their postpartum journey and like some personal stories to see, you know, what is postpartum like for everyone? What does that look like? So today we're going to be discussing the fourth trimester. Um, so we're going to start out. I normally do like a um, story time. Um, but this is a really, really in-depth topic. So I'm not necessarily going to do like a particular story time. Well, yes, I am. I'm lying. I'm going to do a story time. Um, so this story time is just going to be for me. And I'm just like kind of going off tangent at this point because I didn't write this down in my notes. But what was postpartum like for me? And how did I struggle? And my fears when it comes to going through postpartum again. Um, so I have a two-year-old son And, you know, everybody was super excited when I got pregnant with him because my daughter was eight years old at the time. So it had been eight years before I had a baby. I was newly married. So everything was just like going perfectly. Um, So we get pregnant and I go through childbirth, which I decided to go completely natural, successful childbirth. But the fourth trimester hit me quickly, like immediately after childbirth. Because this is eight years later. And when I had my daughter, I was only 19 years old. When I had my son, I was 27 going on 28. Or no, I was 28 when I had my son. And it was a shocker to me. My body was not the same. So... Dealing with that was very, very difficult. So that was the first thing. Dealing with after birth. 
right? When I had my daughter, I was young, I was spry, I had no issues. And I was like up walking the very next day, like nothing. Like it was like, I didn't even just give birth. Like it was so easy. And I was one of those snapped right back, you know, immediately lost my baby weight, looked great. Well, this time I was in extreme pain. Um, It took me almost eight weeks for my body to even heal right. Um, And then I was the biggest I had ever been, which wasn't huge. But I mean, when you go from being 100 pounds and then you gain 30 plus pounds being pregnant and you have all this weight and maternity clothes don't fit, but your regular clothes don't fit. I kind of went through this depressive state of I'm living in this body, but I'm not comfortable with this body that I'm living in. And I've never experienced this in my life and I don't know what to do about it. So I became extremely depressed when it came to that. Um, My husband was working night shift. So that was very difficult because all night long I had no support when I had my son. So I had my daughter at home. I had my son at home. I had no support. Um, And then when my husband gets off of work the next day, he's tired. He's wore out. So then, you know, like he's helping where he can but he's the one who makes the money. So he has to be able to work. So that was difficult having minimal support during the day. And then when people would come over, it was like, I'm coming to see the baby for 20 minutes and then I'm leaving you. But there was no help. No one's asking, how can I help you within your household? How can I help you? You know, no one was offering to let me take a shower. No one was offering to to wash the dishes. No one was offering to throw a load of laundry in. No one was offering to help my daughter with homework or to pick her up from the bus stop or to drop her off at school in the morning. No one was offering to fix us a meal. We did not get any of that. And um, that was very difficult too because I hadn't had a baby in so long and I was so used to, you know, my child being for the most part, pretty independent when it came to things. And now I'm having to relearn how to be a mom. Well, a mom of an infant. I'm having to relearn how to function in a body that I've never had before. I'm having to fight depression every single day alone. And I have no support. So that's what it was like. And then I was exclusively breastfeeding. So I had no support. It was just me breastfeeding. And then that's turned out to be depressing for me because my son didn't stop breastfeeding until he was almost 16 months. So I then became depressed. You know, once I got over the body issue, once I learned how to function in my home, I still don't have my body to myself. I'm literally sharing my body with this child all day long. And when a child is teething or it gets sick, They want to breastfeed constantly. So it's like I never had my body to myself. We couldn't really go on date nights or anything because he was exclusively breastfed. So if somebody kept him, that means they were only able to keep him until his next feeding because he would not take a bottle. So all of that was just very, very stressful. So, you know, when we talk about postpartum, people need to really be aware of all of the stuff that we actually deal with as women 
when it comes to that because nobody talked about it. I didn't expect it. Like I planned for my whole birth. I planned on, you know, all the cute things I was going to do. I was so focused my whole pregnancy on how to, you know, pay attention to my childbirth, how to get through a natural childbirth, how my husband could support me during that. But we never discussed what happens if you go through postpartum depression. How can we make sure we have the support that we need once the baby comes home? That was never a discussion. So the whole point of this episode is to really learn what it is that we actually need to feel supported, to be supported, and to get through the fourth trimester. Because that, to me, is one of the most important and vital times to really be supported and be focused on. Um, So let's just get into it. So here are some statistics that I found when it comes to postpartum depression so with postpartum depression symptoms to begin to present themselves within the first six weeks of giving birth so you know something's wrong within those first six weeks Um, but symptoms can develop after six months after giving birth so just because you don't get depressed in the first six weeks doesn't mean postpartum can't hit you later so kind of like when I was discussing you know, me then getting depressed from breastfeeding. That is still a part of postpartum because it still took place within that time period. Um, Postpartum can last up to three years after giving birth. So I was actually kind of relieved when I heard this because I had talked to a professional one time about postpartum depression and it was around like when my son was maybe close to 18 months And I was still going through it. And I'm like, is it too late? And they were like, yeah, like you're past postpartum. When in reality, that was a lie because I found that it can last up to three years after giving birth. What happens is, or the cause of postpartum depression, the root of it, is the dramatic physical change and the sudden drop of hormones in your body after giving birth. So it's actually scientific. It's not just something that, you know, you're just sad. It's literally your body fighting itself. Um, So it is like a true diagnosis. Um, It's a true issue because your body is basically trying to reprogram and your mind is trying to keep up with that and it's knocking everything off balance. So everything is unbalanced, which is causing the postpartum depression. Now, there is a difference between postpartum depression and the baby blues. So the baby blues usually last only up to two weeks. And it usually consists of like anxiety and sadness, irritability, crying, you feel overwhelmed, you know, you have appetite issues, trouble sleeping. I say baby blues is just like, What happens when, okay, now I'm a new mom and I don't know what I'm doing. So now I'm sad and now I'm not getting any sleep. You know, just the normal, like that's a really normal thing, baby blues. It's like the baby's up crying all hours of night. I'm not used to having to wake up every two hours to feed. You know, I'm irritable. I'm not eating right. My body is trying to, you know, reprogram. I'm constipated. I have freaking hemorrhoids this is stuff people do not talk about that really happens after giving birth and you're just basically overwhelmed with this 
instant change, literally overnight, you have a baby now and all of this shit is happening. So that's baby blues, but that usually lasts up to two weeks, basically until you kind of be like, okay, now I'm getting in the groove of this and I'm fine. Postpartum is being depressed severely. It's having mood swings. It's having difficulty bonding with your baby. It's wanting nothing to do with this newborn. It's withdrawing from your friends and family. Um, It's more serious, you know, loss of appetite, insomnia, or sleeping too much, um, intense irritability, fear that you're not a good mom, having panic attacks, thoughts of harming yourself, thoughts of harming your baby. You know, it's more than just being tired and upset because you're overwhelmed by this new life. It's it's shit that you really cannot control. It's shit that you can't talk yourself out of. It's shit that people can't pat you on the back and, you know, grab the baby for a couple hours and make you feel better. It is serious. And ladies, don't get mad. But postpartum depression can also affect new fathers there's been a study done that has shown that postpartum depression does affect men and they like to call it paternal postpartum depression and it has been shown that it mostly affects younger fathers who have had a history of depression or you know any type of mental disorder um, and who are struggling financially so that's Not everybody, but that's like majority when it comes to men being affected by postpartum depression. It's usually younger fathers who basically are not stable, who have already dealt with depression before. Um, And the effects are the same as mom. So they might be overwhelmed. They might be extremely depressed. They might be having sleep sleeping. I mean, trouble sleeping. They might, you know, have thoughts of like, how can I get out of this? You know, wanting to jump ship. Um, so this can show up in men as well. So that's why the motivated mom is important for men to listen to as well, because it's not just about women. Um, you know, postpartum does affect women majority, but it can have those same effects on men. Just like how we joke when we're pregnant, men sometimes get symptoms of pregnancy for some odd reason, but they're all of a sudden sick and tired and stuff. So You know, the depression goes there, too, and I can definitely see how that can be, you know, overwhelming for a man as well. Like, especially, you know, in my husband's um, position, I'm only going to speak for my experience, but my husband, who is the, the sole breadwinner, who this is his first child, and he's watching his wife struggle with all of this shit, But he knows he still has to go to work every single day. And he's at work worried about what I'm going through at home the whole time he's at work. And he comes home and he can't even help feed the baby because the baby only wants to breastfeed. And, you know, he's trying to make sure that everything stays afloat so that way his family's taken care of because his wife is not working. That's a lot. That is a lot on any human being. So I can definitely see how a man could develop those same symptoms of postpartum depression as well. So what do you do about it? Well, you need to see a professional. So, you know, when you go to the doctor, 
I think so many people have these fears when it comes to health care, which is completely valid. Um, but you need to see your doctor. You need to let them know, you know, these are what's, this is what's going on. And it's sad because majority of the time when women are diagnosed with postpartum depression, it's usually not by their own doctor. It's usually by a pediatrician because when you have a baby, the baby goes to the doctor immediately, like three days after you bring the baby home, you go to the doctor. And then, like, a couple weeks after that, you have to take the baby to the doctor. And then, like, every month, you have to freaking take the baby to the doctor. Where, as a woman, you go to the doctor, what, six weeks after you have a baby, and then that's fucking it. Which is horrible. So, that's one thing that we do need to see changed is, like, why come as a woman, you know, I'm going through all of these major hormonal changes. You're making sure the baby is happy and healthy. But we're not focusing on the health needs of women during this vital time. Why, if postpartum depression develops this soon, why is it that we're waiting to go to the doctor in six weeks to fill out a survey and then they just be like, at most, maybe put you on some pills? So that's that's not really healthy. Um, so we do need to, you know, try to make changes within our healthcare systems and see why is it that women aren't being tended to quicker and on a regular basis like our children are once we have a baby it only makes sense um so you know when you fill out those surveys be truthful and honest you're not going to get in trouble for having postpartum depression you know be truthful and honest so that way you can get um the help that you need so we did a um and this is jumping around a little bit we did a Facebook survey to say, basically, when you were going through postpartum, what do you feel like you could have had or that you needed or could have been different to help you in your fourth trimester? Um, so here are the results. We had people say visitors need to know when to be there and when to not be there. And I can always attest to this because I had like my uncles and stuff come to the hospital and I'm like sitting up in pain while they're discussing sports in my freaking hospital bedroom. And I'm like literally dying to even sit up because I just gave birth and my whole bottom half is ripped to shreds. And y'all want to discuss the basketball game for an hour and a half in my hospital room. That's inappropriate. Um... And along with no one to be there, know what to do when you're there. Yeah, hold the baby, see the baby, 20 minutes. Put the damn baby down and help do something. Or hold the baby long enough for me to actually have some self-care time. Give me an hour to take a nap. You know, like, be useful. Don't just hold the baby. Hold the baby, feed the baby, change the baby. Be useful if you're going to be here. Don't just be an in-and-out visitor and then you're not doing anything but snapping a picture to post, and then you're going along your day. That's not helpful for anybody. If anything, it disrupts the day when you come in and you're not useful. Um, people need more support and less judgment. It was so sad. Um, I heard one mom discuss how, you know, she really wanted to breastfeed once she gave birth to her son, and her family was, like, so discouraging because they hadn't done it. And so they, like, 
you know, didn't try to learn about it, didn't try to support her in it and just made like negative comments and were very sarcastic when it came to it so much. So she basically just gave up on it because she didn't have the support. And then she struggled with it and didn't know how to get through it because no one was willing to really help her or support her during that time. Um, so we need to support that, you know, when new parents especially say, hey, I'm going to try this. Instead of being sarcastic, just support them. If somebody says, I want to breastfeed, say, hey, I think that's a great idea. Let me look it up. Let me learn about it if I don't know about it. But don't ever open your mouth to discourage someone for making a decision like that. You know, like I see where moms are like, I'm going to make baby food. And then other moms will be like, yeah, I said that too, but that didn't happen. So, you know. Don't do that shit. Just support her. Just be like, hey, that's a great idea. I think that's dope. You know, try to support those different ideas when they're new parents who are saying they want to do specific things with their kid instead of knocking it. That's so not cool. Um, longer maternity leave and more time for partners to get off. America's like one of the only freaking countries that does not do this, which sucks because... Me getting a six-week maternity leave, but my body's still in pain eight weeks after does not fucking make sense. I should not be expected to come right back to work. And the only time I can get that extra two weeks is if I got a C-section. That's bullshit. Because women push babies out of their vaginas and literally rip to their assholes. And they can't walk. But we're still expected to return to work. And eight weeks isn't enough. You know, there are other countries who literally get months off of work paid after they give birth and then another thing in america why come our husbands or partners are not getting ample time to be off of work my husband only got the time that he got off because he saved up his vacation time and his pto not because there was paternity leave so that kind of sucks because he was only able to be off of work for a week after we had our son and it's been proven that babies need that bond with the other partner as well. It's not just the mom who should be doing all of this. Another big one was getting used to a new body, which I've already attested to that. Difficulty breastfeeding. We need way more access to resources when it comes to breastfeeding because there's so much that people still do not know. And so many people stop breastfeeding over things that are going normal because they think that it's not normal, so they give up, thinking that they're not producing enough, or the baby isn't latching right. So they immediately give up, switch to formula, instead of sticking it out, because no one has properly told them how breastfeeding looks, especially in those first few days after having the baby. So more support with breastfeeding is definitely needed. Um, recovering from traumatic birth experiences. That's a big one. When you are pregnant and you're a mother and they tell you make your birth plan and you make this birth plan and you expect for things to go one way and then there's a dramatic change in your birth plan you planned on to have your baby completely natural at home and then something happens and now you're rushed to the hospital now you have to have a c-section and now you're going through all of this stuff and now you can't see your baby immediately you can't even do the skin to skin because now your baby was rushed to the NICU and you haven't seen your baby in two days that is traumatic that is extremely traumatic um so there needs to be more focus on 
you know, and more sensitivity around people actually having traumatic birthing experiences because that's way more common than not. Um, more emotional support with NICU babies, which is a big one, you know. And I'm so glad, you know, on Facebook after I seen all of these things, you know, I made a post like any of my moms in our group who are currently pregnant, expecting, or had a baby recently, let us know how we can help you. We've done meal trains for moms to make sure that they have, you know, meals. We've done, you know, donation things so that way they can have money to get things that they need. Um, one of our moms just had a baby 11 weeks early and her husband works full time and she has two other kids that are under the age of six. She needed support. She has a baby that's in the hospital, in the NICU right now. She needs support. She needs that access. And I don't think people pay enough attention to that. You know, people need to offer like, hey, let me keep your other kids for a few hours so that way you can be there with your child that's in the NICU. And I feel like those parents do get neglected a lot, which is very sad because now you've just had a crazy birth and now you've had the baby extremely early, and now you can't even take that baby home, and you're stressed about this baby, but then you're also stressed about your children that you have at home. That's a lot to manage. So we do need more emotional support when it comes to those parents who do have NICU babies. The pandemic, that is a big one. Hopefully we're kind of moving out of that, but you got to, like, hold your breath and cross your fingers when it comes to this. Um, but... The pandemic was very difficult having a baby during the pandemic. I had a baby during the pandemic and it was not easy at all. I didn't even get to see, I didn't even get to have my postpartum visit because of COVID. So I didn't even see my doctor until like four months after I gave birth. And I had issues, like a lot of issues that were not tended to. Because of the pandemic, because of COVID, I could not see my freaking healthcare provider when I needed to. She basically was just like, oh, you sound like you're all good, everything's normal, and that's it, which was not healthy for me. Like, I needed that, and I didn't get the care that I needed. Um, and one big thing that somebody said, which I found very heartbreaking was being labeled a strong black woman. That was her difficulty with postpartum. She had a son, and then she had twins, and she was a single mother, and she was doing everything for her son by herself. And because she's a strong black woman, she's got it. And some people may wear that as a badge of honor. I feel like strong black woman has done nothing but hurt black women. I feel like that label has literally held us back because we hold on to that because it looks good or it sounds good, but then you're neglected because you're so strong, and that's not fair. That's not fair that you don't get resources that you need. It's not fair that you don't get the support that you need. It's not fair that you're expected to do every single thing by yourself with a smile on your face, with a fist in the air because you're a strong black woman. That is a hurtful term, and it has done nothing but held us black back 
as black women. And I wish more of us would recognize that because now we're handling everything on our own and we're the most depressed people and we're going through the most difficult times like we always have because we're strong and we can just handle it. That's why we don't get appropriate care when we go to the hospitals. That's why we don't get appropriate care when we go see a therapist. That's why we don't get appropriate care when it comes to help and support during our parenting or in our relationships because we are expected to be so strong that we can handle every single thing and that can be a whole nother conversation but that obviously has hurt a lot more people than it has helped being labeled you're strong and you're black because now you're expected to do it all on your own even though you shouldn't be you should never be expected to deliver twin babies and still be a full-time parent by yourself. That is not an expectation. That is bullshit. Um, I did have one parent tell me what helped them, which was great. I'm excited that we had someone say what actually helped them during their postpartum journey. And that was she said support from her spouse. So her spouse was very involved after she had the baby and she um, immediately got therapy once she was cleared by her uh, midwife. So once she was cleared to, you know, start leaving the house, she was all healed and good. She immediately started therapy, which we all should always take advantage of. If you do have the opportunity to take advantage of that is therapy. Some people may need medication, and, you know, I'm not doubting that. I'm not downing that. If you need it, you need it, and you need to get the help that you need. But therapy can actually help you manage and heal versus getting um, addicted or relying on something to make you feel good. You actually learn how to manage and get through with therapy. So I thought that was really, really dope that she said she immediately started therapy because she knew she was going to need that, and that was going to be a really great resource for her. So, you know, if you have the availability, you know, try to find a therapist at least six weeks before giving birth. Start seeing them so that way you're already on schedule to see them once you have given birth and they already know your background. You're just not some crazy crying mama in the office. Like, get to know them. And then you also want time to know who your therapist is because everybody isn't a good match. So you don't want to, then now you're depressed and now you're trying to find different therapies because this therapist doesn't fit. So now you're putting the stress on yourself of trying to find multiple. So just prepare for that, you know, sooner than later. Don't wait until you give have a baby to then try to look for therapy. Try to do that, you know, prior to giving birth. Um, So we do have lots of resources available. The links will be in the show notes for these and they'll also be posted on the momamapodcast.com website. Um, but some really great resources and one that I'm actually currently taking advantage of is the postpartum doulas from Black Birth Justice. So if you are a black woman in the city of Louisville, Kentucky, you actually can receive a free postpartum doula through Black Birth Justice to come and assist you um, I think it's like up to six to eight weeks after having your baby. So you have somebody come into your home and do all the things that you need to prevent you from getting postpartum depression because you have some support. And it's another black woman 
there to support you in whatever you need for those six weeks after giving birth. So that is a free resource that's a nonprofit. And actually the creator of Black Birth Justice was my doula when I had my son. So I'm just really excited and I'm always going to promote Black Birth Justice. Play Cousins Collective um, is another nonprofit in Louisville, Kentucky that is accessible for people of color. Play Cousins Collective is dope because they do have um, the group called Tummy Time, which is focused on um, women who are pregnant or who have recently given birth. So they have lots of resources as well when it comes to that. They have like group meetings and they have lots of different things that they post to help you get through postpartum. You can always hit up Motivated Mama. We will always have access. You will always have access through resources and support through us. Um, and then I do have a link that I will post in the show notes as well. Um, that is a postpartum depression article that will give you more um, information on postpartum depression. Um, and I'm also going to post some new mom affirmations and um, an article on how your partner can be more supportive when it comes to breastfeeding. So I think that's really important too, because a lot of dads don't know or partners don't know how they can help you when you're the one breastfeeding. So um, it's an article on that that'll be in the show notes as well. Be sure to like this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with all of your friends and family and any parents that you know so that way they have another tool for their parenting toolbox. And thank you again for listening in. Until the next episode, thank you so much. You all have a great day. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.